0: missed fall enrollment? It's your time to shine at William Peace University. WPU is enrolling for the spring semester at our co-ed university in the heart of Raleigh. We offer more than 30 majors including eSports and Gaming Administration, Simulation and Game Design, and Interactive Design. Our classes are taught by full professors and our small class size means you get one-on-one instruction and immersive learning. Plus, we connect students with internships. William Peace University, your time to shine. Get started today at peace. All
1: the way around to the near hash mark, ranted it, to the point, Gerard in the slot, turned out, oh, Ryder, my goodness, larceny on Nathan McKinnon. This is the Kane's Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Kane's Corner Podcast, Adam Gold.
0: Sometimes it just aren't adequate adjectives to describe what you saw. The Carolina Hurricanes are absolutely on fire. A 3-1 win in Colorado against a team that is arguably the best there is in the Western Conference. And they did it with a late three-goal rally. Don't even worry that the third goal was an empty net goal. Easy put away by Sebastian Ajo. This was a well-earned victory. For two rounds, This sucker was a heavyweight goaltending bout. James Reimer, Philip Grubauer, trading 10 bell saves, haymakers, overhand rights. I don't care what you want to call it. It was great goaltending because the play was high level. It was fast. It was end-to-end. There were chances. And Carolina spent a quarter of the first two periods in the penalty box. James Reimer was amazing. 11 of his... Uh, 27 saves tonight came while shorthanded. Colorado had five power plays in the first two periods. It was awesome. We'll we'll talk more about James Reimer in a little bit. Finally, the sixth penalty bit them. Carolina killed off the first five, including about 30 seconds, maybe a shade less of a five-on-three for clearing the puck uh, over the glass, although it did look like it might have hit the glass on the way out. Either way, eventually that'll be reviewable because it makes no sense that it isn't reviewable considering what we review these days in all of the sports. Um, but the first period, or the third period, first penalty there, the only penalty Carolina took in the third period, ended up costing him. Nathan McKinnon got the puck. He was all alone in the high slot, took a shot on net. Reimer would have had it, but Gabrielle Landeskog was in front, got enough of it. It snuck through the glove of James Reimer, four oh five into the third. It was one nothing Colorado, and you can, I mean, I don't want to say you could sense, man, great effort, understandable, and frankly, if they had lost the game one nothing, every Hurricanes fan should have said the same thing. Oh, you know what? Played well, played well. Their goaltender was great. Our goaltender was great. Just didn't work out. Colorado's a great team. Uh, no shame in that. But this is not, not what this team has become and it's really been fun to watch because I think they're getting better and better and better basically with every passing game. Uh, and Carolina had chances after that. Andre Svechnikov had a great feed from Martin Natchez uh, across and had a one-timer and just missed the net. Uh, Brett Pesci had a chance. Then the Canes got a power play and didn't do a ton with it. Finally, with thoughts of maybe pulling Reimer with just under three three minutes left, they broke through.
1: Now Belmar in a battle with Fogel to the corner. Cole moves it for Colorado. Reversed by Svetchnikov. Stall in front. Fogel threw over twice. They score on the rebound. Andre Svetchnikov in the right place at the absolute right time. From Fogel and support from the captain. The below the goal line work starts
0: from the eventual goal scorer. You won't see a better pass from Jordan Stall. He knows Fogel and Svetchnikov after initiating the work on the walls in the trenches have gone to the front of the net. Stahl, Svetchnikov, and Fogel were the Hurricanes' best line of the night. 14 shots, 8 of them on goal, 10 hits. They played a heavy game. They were on the ice a ton against the Nathan McKinnon trio, and that mckinnon landeskog in line is just spectacular. You're not going to stop him, but they made life difficult for him and kept them for the most part on the perimeter. A minute 17 seconds later, they take the lead.
1: Getting back is Slavin off of Donskoy. Available. Banned on by Confer. Controlled by Jordan Martinook. Stretch pass. Teens are in the zone. In front Slavin. He scores! Hey, hey! What do you say? Come back home! Jacob Slavin in Denver has given Carolina a 2-1 lead. Brindamore shortens his bench. Putting Walmart in Gibbon's spot on this fourth line,
0: and Walmart makes his coach look like a genius. On the wing, saucer with the middle lane drive from McGinn. It was really a great pass by Walmark, but I think the play was really made by Martinuk in the defensive zone on the exit. Was very patient, hesitated just to touch. He found the, the diagonal passing lane to Walmart across uh, across the ice, up the ice. Who made the second pass to Slave, and he made the right pass. Not the extra pass, the right pass. Uh, and that was the game winner. Uh, by the way, Slavin's third game winner of the season, Sebastian Ajo, sealed it with the empty net goal. Another high-character win for the Canes, who take nine out of a possible ten points on a five-game, 11-day, three-time zone road trip, a franchise-best trip. Uh, and remember the last time the Canes set a franchise record? They swept that three-game road trip, and Rod Brindamore said it didn't feel very milestoney. Well, this one kind of did, right? Last three wins, Calgary, Winnipeg, Colorado, not only really good teams, but all three teams playing as well or better than they had all season long. We're going to bring Alec Campbell in here in a second. Before we do, I hope you guys are enjoying the morning, morning after version of the Canes Corner podcast. I am enjoying it, which I don't know if that's more important or not, but hopefully it translates. The team is winning. More importantly, again, getting better by the game. So do you, do me a favor. Do you a favor. Subscribe so it comes up automatically on your phone. Rate it if you want. Uh, I don't think I've ever rated a podcast, but feel free. Rate. Give some comments. I mean, I don't have anything to give you, at least at this point. Uh, just enjoy it. Dance if you want. Uh, so uh, all of those things are at your disposal uh, if you wish. And uh, in just a second, we'll have uh, we'll have Alec Campbell here because, you know, he's that way. Alec Campbell, Stormwatch Aftermath host. He does intermissions. You know him. Uh, and we're all kind of giddy about this. And now, I know you and I joked in the first intermission that maybe they just want to keep committing penalties. It eventually did burn them. Uh, but they burned off the first five power plays for Colorado, and they finally did get one uh, get one early in the third period. We thought that was going to be the end. I mean, but um, there's something about the way this team is just, there's no give up. And there sh- I guess there shouldn't be, as Rod Berner Moore said after the game, but uh, just an incredible, fun hockey game and a fun win. Yeah, it
1: was a super fun game. I have a lot of thoughts on this game. Uh, The, I I do. I think there are, there are a lot of things to to point out of this game. There weren't for a long time. Like I, like this game was going to be, you know, basically highlightless and no one was going to have any stats. Uh, There was, there was going to be like nothing to point out. That's
0: right. I was going to have nothing to play. I need, if I don't have any, if if there are no hurricanes goals, I mean, there's really nothing to, for me to play here on the podcast. I
1: mean, there's some great James Reimer saves in there and but, you know, this was this was going to be a game that was we were gonna talk about it as, as a goaltender's duel yeah. and special teams playing a big part, the penalty kill, the the six penalties the Hurricanes took and how eventually they got bitten by it. You know, and it's it's kinda funny because they did get beaten by it at one point but that doesn't negate the fact that they killed five of them yeah and they've now taken five or more pe- or i'm sorry i think it's five or more penalties in four of their last five games they got three games with five penalties and they took six tonight i mean generally speaking that's not going to be a recipe for success
0: that's poor and, strategy
1: i mean and you know colorado doesn't necessarily have a great overall power play in terms of their ranking, but they do have Nathan McKinnon on it, who is, you know, arguably the best player in the league right now, as John Forsman pointed out yeah. this afternoon. And if you continue to give him chances, he's probably going to put one in. So that is part of it. But, and, you know, I, I think this whole road trip was about a couple of things. I think it was about, as you mentioned in the, in the first intermission tonight, playing to an identity and kind of settling into an identity mm-hmm. that I think more represents what we kind of expected to see and more represents what Rod Brindemore wants to see in terms of getting a little bit more of a four check, being a little bit more gapped up, so to speak and defensively responsible because I think you look at a lot of their mistakes a lot of the things that have hurt them, it's the mistakes here and there. I mean, how many games have we talked about that before this road trip where a mistake burns them Mm -hmm. and they tightened up in a lot of ways over this road trip. So there's that. And I also, the other, the other thought that keeps creeping into my mind is the fact that they're not a surprise to anyone anymore in the league. Right. And the caliber of teams they have played on this road trip, I think were pretty good, especially the last 3 games. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Calgary's a good team. Uh Winnipeg's a very good team. Uh Colorado's a very good team. And the Canes aren't really sneaking up on people anymore. So, I don't really I don't really like to say the targets on their back necessarily, but they ain't a surprise to anybody and they're still doing what they're doing. And we would have talked about this road trip as a success, regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not they won or lost tonight. But to me, this is the this is the equivalent of you know shooting seventy nine instead of eighty. You know, it's it's like it's like getting a, an A plus instead of an A. You know, so it where where it feels it would have felt fine. It feels extra good to get this win, the last game of the road trip against the caliber of team they played and they can come back home and you know, they got another good test on Saturday, but still, I mean, I mean, that's going to be huge. And also doing it without Eric Hala. Yeah. I mean, that's, they're just, that's just banking points.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the, de- the depth uh, of the forward group is kind of showing through. uh And it's funny because you can get you, you're, they're playing the way Rod Burnham wants them to play without necessarily playing a physical game. Although tonight, Uh, They did out-hit Colorado. I think the uh, total was 21-9. to Uh, And I want to talk about what, uh, at least tonight, and uh, has been uh, just a tremendous trio for them, and that's Stahl, Centering, Svechnikov, and Fogle. They were a dominant line tonight. Uh, yeah. and, and they drew the assignment of McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog. And those guys are not easy to play against because they're all so fast and they're all so strong. I mean, I don't know how you stop McKinnon. McKinnon M- McKinnon changes direction as well as any, any player in the league. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, Landeskog is heavy, is a big guy with the puck. So is Rantanen. I mean, it's so good. Uh, but they kind of kept these guys for the most part. I mean, McKinnon gets his chances all the time. Uh, right. but they kept these guys to the perimeter. Uh, and uh, I mean, you knew that line, that line had a bunch of chances. You knew that line was eventually going to, you know, as long as they just kept, kept digging at it, they were going to figure one out. And then I guess Jordan was channeling Tevo Teravainen from the corner, uh, <laughs> and flipped that backhand pass through, through legs to the front. And then uh, Fogel had a chance and then it bounced to Svechnikov and he, he, he punched it in and, Uh, At that point, it's like, cool. Well, they'll at least escape with a point. (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, I I, I mean, I'm I'm sure you you talked about it with John. Um, It was a great pass across from Walmart to Slavin in transition. But I really think the play was made by Martinook in the defensive zone and the exit because he hesitated just enough to give himself the lane to pass it up the ice to Walmart. Uh, and it really was. Martinook had two assists, although the second assist with the empty net goal. Um, but Martinook, very, very solid play right there. And I thought he played a good game also.
1: Yeah, Martinook was good. Two assists for him tonight. You know, it was his pass. It was also the the net drive by McGinn. Yep. Who I actually initially thought he had sort of one touch that pass over to Slavin. Um, but I don't think that was actually the case. But yeah, and then, you know, three points for the Fogle line, which I think all came on the same play. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so, but, you know, that came on a good four check, too. Yep. And, you know, I don't necessarily think it has to be about the hits necessarily. You know, of course, you want to be physical in the corners mm-hmm. down behind the net and jar the puck loose and all that stuff. But you know, I think it's, it's just as much about getting in there with speed, retrieving pucks, um, and, 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 just being gapped up on your guy and making it difficult for them to get back out of the zone and creating a little chaos. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a heavy hitting team to be a good four checking team, I guess is what I'm getting Mm -hmm. at. And so I think that's been kind of what they've been getting back to here over the course of this road trip. Um, And I think that's, you know, that's good. And, you know, as it pertains to the, to the McKinnon line. I think it's actually been a an under just an underreported strength of Carolina taking away other teams' best players. Right. And I know that you and I have mentioned it from time to time depending on the team and the players, but I really think that there have been so many times when we have looked back and said, you know, so-and-so was really a non-factor tonight, you know, or whoever it was, Marshand or, you know, whatever it was. And that, you know, I think, again, that's Rod Brindamore understanding where to focus the game plan. And it makes a ton of sense, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. don't let the best players be their best. And they're, they're going to get their chances because they're that good. But if you can just limit them, then you've done your job. And tonight they did that as well as they have any other night. I mean, it was really I mean, it's really just a wild game because I had it written already, you know, one one nothing. The yeah. the, the penalty kill finally bites them, or the, the penalties finally bite them. The you know, Grubauer out duels uh, Reimer (laughs) sort of again, outstanding. (laughs) Yes, sort of, but I mean, in the end, if he gets the win, he, I guess, technically outduels him. Right. And you know, that's sort of the, that's sort of the name of the game tonight. And it's like, okay, well it was a loss, but it was a loss against a good team. The loss against a good team at the end of the long road trip. And they still have taken seven points. And then suddenly in the span of two minutes and 56 seconds, the Canes win three, one, including, 117 between goals, and Jacob Slavin, the hometown kid, scores what turns out to be the game winner. So, and
0: honestly, it's this is this should be like a Roy Williams thing. Roy Williams likes to play road games at the uh, like in the hometown of like senior players or upperclassmen. Uh, Jordan Martinook scores the goal in Edmonton that puts him ahead 4 uh, 3. He's from Edmonton. Jacob Slavin scores the goal that puts him ahead 2-1. By the way, Slavin's got four goals. Three of them are game winners uh, this year. So maybe there's something to it. Do we uh, – let's see. We go to uh, – Hurricanes go to Toronto. That'll be a Dougie Hamilton thing. Uh, or they'd be a bunch of guys probably from the uh, yeah, Toronto area. Or,
1: or, yeah, I mean – does Reimer get the start there to play against the... the uh, yes, by the way, Jake J-
0: James Reimer has won eight games on the road. All eight of his wins are on the road. He's 6-0-1 in his last seven starts. And I want to talk briefly about this. Uh, there was a time where we were all wondering if J- James Reimer was going to yeah. be uh, able to be the backup, if, if Carolina was going to have to go get Alex Nedeljkovic or uh, maybe Anton Forsberg, although I still think that the only call-up is really going to be Nedeljkovic. Uh, but here's what he has done in his last seven starts: again, six zero and one, a nine fifty save percentage, and tonight he made eleven yeah. of twelve stops on the power play. At this point, I don't think they need to think about another goaltender.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a one six seven goals against, I think, and a, yeah. and a nine forty eight save percentage coming into tonight with wins in. His last, you know, what was it, five of his last yeah. six or whatever. Yeah, he was 5-0-1 to before tonight, right. Yeah, and, and and I mentioned, I referenced all this on the aftermath. And, you know, those numbers only get better with tonight because I think it was a 964 save yeah. percentage and only <laughs> one goal given up. And, you know, I wasn't able to do that math immediately on the air. I had time. But I just, I knew that it was going to be better than when it was, when, it was when he came into the game. But, yeah, I did talk about that with John, too. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable, the turnaround, I guess you could say, that he's made and in the role that he's doing it in, too, because, you know, it's not necessarily a role that he's accustomed to, being sort of this uh, spot-start guy, only road game guy. And it is kind of weird that Peter Morozik is so good at PNC Arena and James Reimer is so good away from PNC Arena this year. I mean, because Peter's numbers in the last four games are pretty good, too. Absolutely. 3-0-1 in his last four games with a pretty good save percent. I mean, his only loss came in overtime the other night when he, you know, was dueling with uh, whoever it was that was in net for Vancouver. I can't remember now. Yeah, Jacob Markstrom. Uh, Peter's
0: Peter's save percentage uh, in his 3-0-1 stretch is like 93%. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting. In this in, in most scenarios, Jay, like Reimer had the shutout in Calgary. He would have played the next game, but no, it was Murazik, who played great. Uh, and then, uh, well, then he would have played the next game, but no, it's Reimer, and he plays great. Uh, so, look, this is what they sort of, this is what they had last year. It was really a, a tandem And Marazic, I mean, I think he's the one. And if the playoffs started tomorrow, I'm fairly certain it would be Marazic in goal to start the playoffs, although Reimer has been ridiculous. Uh, But yeah, Reimer, I'm sure Marazic will play against Florida Saturday uh, at PNC Arena, and then they'll just move on and Reimer will play on uh, Monday (laughs) afternoon in Toronto. And why would you change it? At this point, everybody stays fresh. Everybody stays hungry, and you're all motivated. So uh, why why fix what ain't broke?
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there's no reason to do it. Um, you know, and I think there could have been an argument. I think maybe the original plan was to try to to try to get Reimer against Florida, his old team at home. You know, and I think a lot of that stuff's overrated anyway. Yeah, it's I just, agree. Oh, playing against your old team stuff. I mean, well, didn't he
0: also play for Toronto? I think he played at Toronto too, didn't he? Yeah, no? yeah, yeah, I think he
1: did. so. He did. So they win in that capacity. either Yeah.
0: Way. Either way, you, you can always find him against the uh, a former team. Just, uh, but, just. You you have you have more thoughts.
1: Well, no, I was just gonna say. I mean, this 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 road trip doesn't turn out the way that it turns out without those two. Oh, the goaltending was I mean, great. Yeah. I mean, Reimer was their best penalty killer tonight mm-hmm. and just the amount of penalties they've taken over this road trip. I mean, you just don't get through that without good goal.
0: No, no, they were, it was really, he was exceptional tonight. Uh, Nathan McKinnon could have probably had four goals. Uh, and but you, you yeah. know,
1: they're, they're, they're scoring at a ridiculous clip too on this road trip. Anyway, like they were almost four and a half goals a game coming into tonight. I think they had two or two or three games with six goals yeah um, one game with five goals I think so they, they had been they had been scoring at a pretty high rate here recently too so and they're getting the goaltending, they're getting you know they're getting the goal scoring that's a pretty good recipe
0: right and their uh, their top two defensive pairings have been uh, absolutely lethal and I'll say this I think Jacob Gar- Jake Gardner I don't know why I called him Jacob uh, I think Jake Gardner's played a lot better. You know they've limited his exposure a lot uh, on the third pair, but I think he has played a lot better. Uh, he played sixteen oh three tonight. Uh, now a lot of that he picked up three minutes of power play time, uh, but still his power, his his even strength time on ice. Is growing. And I think uh, Carolina, I think Rod Brindamore is starting to develop a little bit more trust in James Reimer. Now they just got to get Trevor Van Riemsdyk all the way back. But I think he's getting closer. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little bit of Hayden Flurry in the next couple of games. I want to throw some numbers out at you before we uh, before we wrap this up. And by the way, the Hurricanes were the better team in the third period, especially at 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, 21-9 shot attempts in the third. Uh, at 5-on-5, five five, this was their edge in scoring chances in the game. 24-16, this is all from natural stat trick. Uh, 24-16 at 5-on-5 five five in scoring chances. 10-4 yep. in high danger. Uh, they were the dominant... Five yep. on five team, especially in the third.
1: Yeah, I mean that—that's that was the deceiving thing about this game tonight. It's just that they spent so much time killing penalties yeah. that it it made the game a little bit disjointed. But every time they were even strength on the ice, they were the better team. No mm-hmm. question about it. All right. So
0: okay, one more. Yeah, go ahead. Well, just um, I'm sort of I've been watching Fogle play now for the last three or four weeks. And I don't know where it happened, but all of a sudden, I, maybe he just forgot all of the stuff that was in his head before the season started. Because there was all the talk of what was going to happen with TJ Oshi, right? And the Washington Capitals and all of that. And they're coming after him. And he knew they were coming after him. And he just, you could tell that he was playing and he was just inside his own head. Last year, Warren Fogel had 15 points for the season. He had 10 goals and five assists, and he was a minus17. And Fogel played a lot of uh, you know a, a lot of time with Stahl and Williams early in the season and had a lot of top nine ice time. But Fogel right now, in 35 games, has 16 points, and he's a plus 10. And he's become a difference maker without always getting on the scoring sheet. Uh, and this is one of the really good developments about what I've seen over the last you know, three weeks as the team has started to develop into what Rod wants them to be is that Warren Fogle is starting to become a player that is reliable. He was on the ice, by the way, after it was 1-1. He was on the ice. He was on the ice after Slavin made it uh, 2-1. Fogle was back on the ice because Rod is developing a trust in him, which is, I think, very cool to see.
1: Well, we'll find out how much you forgot about it a week from Saturday when the Hurricanes <laughs> play the Capitals at PNC Arena.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> uh, probably going to be hard to forget about it when T.J. Oshie's just staring you at the in the face when he's right there in front of you. Man. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've mentioned it a few times. Like, his playmaking ability I think has gotten a lot better. I don't think he's much better of a finisher necessarily. No. But in terms of setting other guys up, He's been very good at that, and he still plays, you know, the sort of hair on fire, mm-hmm. physical type game that he plays, which probably works well considering the two guys he's playing with. They're big, big physical dudes, so yeah. it's been a it's been a good fit for him with those two other guys on the line. And I'm I'm actually happy that that line's been so productive because. I didn't want to see the Svechnikov, Aho, terra Vinan line broken up just because they're so much fun to watch and they were mm-hmm. so productive. But Jordan Stahl was struggling and he's come on as of late in terms of productivity. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with Svechnikov being on that line and yep. Warren Fogel up in his game. So it's been good to see them get that kind of production from those guys and he's been a big part of it.
0: All right, sure. let's, uh, we have one more before the holiday. Uh, hopefully, uh, actually, we have two more before the holiday. My math is terrible, uh, so uh, Alec Campbell, you're the man, and we'll uh, we'll do this again.
1: Sounds good, man. Later.
0: All right, let's uh, let's do a couple of uh, couple of quick things here because I mentioned the Fogle numbers, uh, which are uh, absolutely outstanding. Uh, Andrei Svechnikov leads the team in scoring. He's got 36 points, 15 goals. He's a plus. Uh, 13 on the season. He had a goal tonight. Uh, Tavo Taravine had a second on the team. He had an assist on the empty net goal. He's a plus 13. Sebastian Ajo had the empty net goal, 34 points, plus 12. Dougie Hamilton did not have a point tonight, but I think it's worth mentioning that Hamilton has 34 points in 35 games and is a plus 23. Yeah, just digest that for a second. He's a plus 23. Uh, Jacob Slavin had the game-winning goal, his third game-winning goal out of his four goals this season. Uh, he's a plus 19. He's got 19 points in the season. Fogle, again, I mentioned, uh, is a plus 10. Uh, the Islanders were winners tonight. Uh, so uh, Carolina remains in third place in the Metropolitan Division. They have 46 points. They are 22-11-2. They are 12-6-2 away from home, 12-6-2 on the road. That is one of the best road records in the NHL. Uh, And they got plenty of two more road games, uh, uh, really, before they have a long stretch of home games. They'll be at home against Florida on Saturday, and then they'll head to Toronto on Monday for an afternoon tilt before the holiday. So there you go. The Hurricanes win it. Uh, They come back. They win 3-1 in... Colorado, they finished the road trip 4-0-1 on the season. This has been the Morning After Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. Again, feel, feel free. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Download it. Have a good time with it. We have fun with it. So we'll see you later.
1: You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Van app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.